0: All right, welcome in hockey fans in the desert Southwest. It is another special edition of the uh, ITHSW podcast. We're calling it Welcome Back to Hockey 2020. Our special nine shows and nine nights talking NHL hockey and the return of hockey and Today is day three, Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host tonight, we do the roundtable on the uh, 6 o'clock show, so Zach Bondrand is joining me from Chandler, Arizona, and Stephen Marsh joining me from beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada as we prepare you to uh, recap the day it, that was NHL hockey. So welcome in, guys. Stephen, you first. How are you? I'm doing
1: well. We've got a, quite a close game right now, Golden Knights and Dallas. <laughs> Your uh, eyes are like three. mine are. <laughs> well, well, it's four to three right now. Uh, we just had a goal by Will Carrier, and uh, it was it was first initially overturned for goalie interference, but they were, they challenged it and they determined no goaltender interference. So now the Golden Knights have a four to three lead. But they were down three to one in the second period. Okay, don't, give it, it don't period. give it all away in
0: the third. Don't give it
1: all away. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, well,
0: <laughs> it's a I, half
1: half-hour show. <laughs>
0: I just wanted to say hello first, but we'll we'll get to it in just a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. wander around. how are you doing tonight? <laughs> okay.
2: Good good. just uh, hanging in there and I mean yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of games today, so it's been really exciting.
0: <laughs> I think Stephen's a little excited to get his golden Knights a win here, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well let's see All right, 50 guys, seconds to so... go. live live broadcast coming your way folks (laughs) all right guys uh as we know uh this is the return to hockey we started saturday with uh what five games we had sunday we had five games today they stepped it up a notch and went to six games so um zach you first just your thoughts on what you've seen so far in two and a half days of hockey
2: well, I mean, I think we called it with, uh, Winnipeg and Calgary being a knockout drag out type of series. Um, but other than that, it's kind of really the only shakeup that I've seen was Pittsburgh and Montreal and Montreal stealing that first game. But, um, it's kind of been what we all thought it was going to be in the sense of everyone's healthy. Everyone's, uh, clearly from the Tampa Bay and Washington game earlier today is fighting for every inch and, um. I, it's been really exciting and it's it's been a good product of hockey right now so it's 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 great to see
0: Steven, your thoughts now that that game is uh, over with uh, an official empty netter with uh, 20.6 to okay. go making it 5 three and why not give it to wild Bill if they're gonna give it to somebody right
1: yeah wild well, bill exactly right yeah you know I I really have um I really have been impressed by the the start of this uh this tournament I guess you can call it a tournament and and it's been really – the NHL has done a really good job of getting these teams to this point and and getting to the bubbles. And 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 the setup there has been really good. You know, you, you watch a game, you think no fans and all that. And, and it's been really – the NHL has done a real good job of providing the, the atmosphere as best you can. And uh, the, the hockey has been great. And it's been – you know, it's been impressive. And, and it's it's good to – it's good that we're, we're able to have hockey back and, and – um, and talk about it and, and do all these do all these things that we love to do
0: yeah absolutely let's uh let's recap the day for those that uh, maybe have been working haven't been able to see them all but uh carolina jumped out and uh, took a two nothing seriously with a four one win over the rangers today uh, winnipeg came back and held on i should say to beat calgary 3-2 to even that series at one game apiece And then, as Zach was mentioning, Tampa Bay-Washington battled into overtime in a shootout with uh, Tampa Bay winning the shootout in the round-robin event. And one of the most exciting games so far, and there's been a bunch of them, was the one that just ended. Uh, Vegas uh, ended up getting an empty netter and making a 5-3 game. I'll let Steven break that one down for us because he's got it all. (laughs) Uh, we got Pittsburgh and Montreal going in just a few minutes, and we've got Edmonton and Chicago tonight. But, uh, guys, I'll let you react to this. What, what I've seen so far is, A, I'm going to start with the COVID-19 because I think the, the NHL does a fantastic job. We see what's happening with the Major League Baseball and the fact that they're not able to, to, to keep it away from their players. But the bubble system has obviously worked another week of testing, another week with nobody testing positive. Um Tuka Rask was probably as close as they came when, when he had uh, a cough for two days and, and had to be tested twice before they would let him back in um, in Toronto. But uh, so, so that's the impressive part for me. The other thing, and I've been telling you guys that uh, since April, I think, is uh, I expected this to be really good hockey because of the fact that all the teams would be as healthy as possible. Um, just your thoughts on those two things. Steven, why don't you start it up with this one?
1: Well, healthy, but but I don't know. I mean, there's some some teams now that have gotten some some players gotten banged up already. I mean, one game in, into these uh, these series, so we're already starting to see uh, some players get banged up, and you wonder how long those players are going to be out. So, um, but it's, other than that, yeah, it's been it's been really uh, it's been really impressive to see the level of hockey. You know, some teams obviously have come. To pl- prepared more to play than others, it seems like uh, surprised me a little bit. is Toronto and Edmonton, they're playing in their own buildings, and they didn't seem to really come to play. Although the the, the Columbus-Toronto game was good, but it was a close game. But the Edmonton game, they didn't they they laid a stinker against uh, Arizona. So, but which me but but that's credit to Arizona. Uh, they have nothing, they have everything to, to play for, so. I've been really, I've been really impressed. Yeah, and I'm glad that we've not seen any COVID positives because um, that could, that could be bad in a situation, like the bubble. But uh, obviously, they're keeping everybody contained pretty good. Seeing the setup there, I watched this video of the Golden Knights. They were going to dinner or something. They have everything, like everything, like a little tunnel here. Like they put these fences. They open fences. They go down this way, then they close the fence, and then they open the fence to go this way. And I mean, they're really, I mean, they're really key about not letting anybody in from the outside and keeping these players confined to these that uh, that that secure zone, as they're calling it. So that's.
0: Uh, that's credit to them, and and it's yeah. and it's working so far. I would agree, Zach. Your thoughts on on those two things that I brought up?
2: Um, yeah. I mean, it's they've really locked it down, and I mean, I said it before: hockey players are just tougher. So I think the COVID <laughs> may come into face, see the players, and turn around and run away screaming because uh, you see guys like Kachuk; nobody's gonna mess with him. But, um. Yeah. No, I, it's, I think it's been really good. Uh, the NHL has done, obviously, a superior job to just make sure everything is done to a top level and make sure the players are comfortable. Um, the brand of hockey has been good all around. Um, and making sure that these guys can get in and, and play these series and, and the round robins to get situated for the, the cup run, so... I don't know if there's anything that we could change or uh, God forbid this happened again. I don't know that there'd be anything to change. I think it's fantastic and they're doing a wonderful job.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I totally agree with you. And I think I've seen all the games or at least all the teams play at least once so far. So I, what I've seen, as I said, was some real quality play, but uh, I, I think the rust got knocked off. And, you know, I, I commented uh, about this uh, yesterday about the Arizona coyotes and the fact that They really benefited, I think, and I'd love to hear the the comments from Rick Tockett on this, but um, I think they really benefited from two weeks of quality practices um, because it's different than the start of the season, right? They're trying to evaluate players and things like that. This one, they got two weeks of quality practice to get ready to play playoff hockey, and, and I don't know how many other teams really benefited from that, but I, I think the Coyotes definitely did. And maybe even the Golden Knights to a certain extent because uh, they didn't get a lot of practice time with Pete DeBoer um, when he came in. So uh, it, it's interesting in that respect, but Stephen, your thoughts on on Vegas. Do you think that training camp really was that big of a deal for them? Uh,
1: yes. Yes, I really do. I, I, I think it was a big deal for them. Uh, you know, I think the advantage that they had is that you can get uh, Pete, Pete DeBoer coming in and and then have a really chance to work on, on his, and his systems and stuff and and his, his style of coaching and how he wants his team to play. And, and we've talked about this before the injuries, of course, and being able to, there were some key guys out for the golden Knights that probably would have not been able to come back. Had the season continued the normal, the normal length of time, getting them back, obviously we're still out with Pacioretty still out and, and uh, probably missed him out there today, but, but you know other than that the team's ready to go and and yeah I think they really benefited from this from this extra time and and being able to get out on the ice in phase 2 when they were able to get out the groups and then having the training camp and then having the exhibition game it's it's really uh, prepared them and, and they're not there yet and we were see, we saw some glimpses tonight they were there were some glimpses in the second period for sure that they weren't their at their best and and certainly the exhibition game there's of that but at least they're in a position where they can continue to improve, and they have a couple more round robin games before they even get into playoff uh, series, before uh, to really fine tune stuff. So definitely an
0: advantage. Yeah, good point, Zach. You had a chance to see the uh, the Coyotes one day when we were both out there. Uh, your thoughts on that? Do you think that was as important to Rick Tockett as as anything was the fact that he was able to work with these guys uh, in quality practice time?
2: Oh, for sure, and I think it definitely. Um... I don't know if it necessarily showed yesterday. Their compete level was, was really high, and they did compete um, at a good style to, to beat Nashville. Um, some of those were lucky bounces that they got, but that's just kind of the name of the game. But had they have not had the type of quality practice and time with each other, um, I, I don't know if they would have played as well as they did. The big surprise was that Kemper, um, was starting for me, honestly. A lot of the big surprises have come from the goalie starters from uh, the, uh, the play-in series. So um, I, I think that's that showed just how important that time was to pick the right goalie to start these very important games.
0: Okay, probably the, the most exciting game so far of the uh, two and a half, almost three days, was uh, had to be the uh, Colorado St. Louis game. Mm. Zach, I know you're a big Colorado fan. So you, you give us your take on, on scoring with uh, one tenth of a second left from the power play to uh, secure a win for uh, the avalanche.
2: Um, I don't know how, I, f- I mean, a win's always good, but it's one of those things of like, I, had you have not been there, the game could have gone in a whole nother direction. So I'm not really counting it as a game of like, okay, cool. We're looking like this could be the year. It, it, it was a great game. They, they kept up with the uh, Stanley cup champions and I mean um, it showed the compete level. So they're obviously on the right track, but again, have had Kadri not have been there. It could have been a whole nether ending. So, uh, but still very excited to see that they, that they were, they went out, they did their job. They competed at a very high level against the, the defending champs. And um, same thing with St. Louis, they came out and played a really tough game. So um, I, I think between those two, I think there could be a Stanley Cup hopeful there. Um, and, I mean, we'll see. The Flyers definitely, I think, upset the Bruins in based on standings. But I also don't think the Bruins were expecting the Flyers to come out and put up four, four against them. So it's, it's showing a lot based on the first game. But, again, we, we still have a lot to go, and, and a lot of these series aren't even close to being done with. So there's still a lot of hockey, which is a good thing for us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, from my perspective, guys, uh, you know, being a Minnesota native, uh, I didn't know what to expect from the Wild, but uh, I do know that their goaltender is a, a Bulldog alum, so let, let's put that one out there right now. By the way, you were the only one to pick Minnesota in their series with the Canucks, by the way,
1: out of all of us. I wonder yeah. why. Uh, yeah, I,
2: I genuinely did not see the Wild getting past any games past yeah. the Canucks, so I'll give you that yeah. one.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was I, a surprise for sure. I thought, thought they played a pretty solid team effort, but they did get some breaks too in Vancouver, had some opportunities that they didn't capitalize on. But, hey, a shutout is a shutout, so can't argue with that. Um, I had a chance to visit uh, via text message from the assistant coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets, uh, Kenny McCudden, and uh, and congratulated his team on a 2 nothing win over Toronto, which I thought they might have played the best um Playoff style game I've seen so far because they just bottled up Toronto and all of their explosiveness and and I just don't know if Toronto's got enough to get by them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen, your thought on that? Because you know Kenny as well. Yeah, I was.
1: I'm not surprised. You know, John, John Tortorella and, and coaches there do a good job of of playing the way that they do and coaching their team to be the way they are. Uh, I picked Columbus to win that that series. I did have it going five games, so I. I I do expect it to be a back-and-forth series. Um, but, yeah, it's a good start for, for Columbus. You know, A lot of people are high on the, the goaltending there for, for Columbus, and, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing that. Uh, I did want to make one point about the Colorado-St. Louis game is that uh, it's important that Colorado won it in regulation because the round-robin games are playing with regular season overtime and shootout rules. So it's important for for seating purposes. For And people might not think that the round-robin games are important. I remember hearing Paul on last night's show saying that, you know, maybe it's not an important
0: game. But. <laughs> yeah, he, he had a pretty good job. Him and, uh, him and Seth had a pretty good job on that. Um, and I think he was a little bit miscon. miscon- uh, misconstrued on that. I don't think he was trying to say they weren't important. I think he was trying to say they weren't important to him. <laughs> oh, right. No, but it's, in, anyway. but it's it's important, though, because you want
1: to – even though a home ice advantage maybe not doesn't matter too much, it it matters maybe who you're going to maybe play and then who, you know, and who gets it, last change line, and all. Yep,
0: last change is very important in the playoffs. In a game so. seven or in a series
1: or so, so it's important. But but anyways, yeah, it, it's – and I was real surprised, too, with the Boston one. I, I, I really thought – that, that game would be a little bit closer than it was. And, 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 again, what we're seeing, though, is in these early games is the upper – the higher seeds are, are having a good opportunity. These are teams that – I mean, we don't know how the rest of the season would have played out, but these were teams that would have been right on the cusp of being in or out of the playoffs, and they're getting their chance now. you got Arizona was on the 11th seed. you got the 12th seed. you got all these these seeds that are, are, are really making a statement saying, hey, we, don't forget about us. We're here. We're right. here to play, and, and we want to win this thing. But it's also important to note, too, that the losers of the qualifying series all are in the running for the number one pick, too. So you wonder as the series goes along, who if, if the team gets down 2-0, will they say, well, let's see, do we, wanna, well, do we have a realistic chance of trying to come back in the series, or should we just <laughs> fold and say, you know what, let's just go for that number one pick? I don't know if that will play a factor. These people are competitors, but you never know.
2: And okay. that's the big thing too, is whoever comes out of this as a loser could still be a big winner, which is yeah, which could be good for teams who actually need it, like the Rangers or or um or Montreal, but so help me if the Oilers get the first overall pick, I'm going to have <laughs> I a I was attack. waiting for
0: that. I was waiting for, <laughs> oh, for
2: and that. And, the, and we find out the day when we do the pro hockey talk is when, uh, is when Scott and right. I are on. So yeah. if it's live, then you might hear me have a heart attack if the Oilers can't. <laughs>
0: right, good point. Let's, oh, let's take a quick break guys. And we'll, uh, hear from a couple of our partners and then we'll come back and uh, we'll break down this Vegas game. I promised the Vegas fans last night that we will talk Vegas hockey. today. uh, I am a man of my word and that will be coming up next in just about two and a half minutes.
3: Ask any hockey player in the desert Southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game and style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel your guy, big William Carlson fan or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at IcetimeHockeySW.com. looking for your next car head out to 2401 west bell road in phoenix and stop in at bell ford the arizona ford giant come in and check out our great deals on the remaining 2020 fords as well as the new 2021 models just arriving like the new e450 pickup truck during our summer outdoor and suv sale voted the number one ford dealer in arizona by ranking arizona We will do what it takes to make your car buying experience safe and convenient. Shop online at Belford.com. We'll bring everything to you on your schedule. Schedule a test drive. Need a repair? We'll come pick up your vehicle and bring it back to you. Our sales and service professionals are ready to help in any way to make sure you are happy and satisfied. Go online to belford.com or call us at 602-866-1776 and let us show you why we've been the dealership that keeps Shane Doan coming back year after year. At the heart of any good cocktail is the quality of the Spirit Ease. And if you want to make the best margaritas or if you just want a straight shot of the best tasting tequila,
0: All right, we're back. Scott Strandy from beautiful Scottsdale, Arizona. Zach Bondurant, uh, my co-host over at uh, beautiful Chandler, Arizona. And our roundtable guest and the Wednesday night co-host, Stephen Marsh, joining us from Las Vegas, Nevada, as we wrap up a uh, another quick show. And, man, guys, these half hours just go by way too fast. <laughs> but... but but let's uh, let's jump into uh, the Vegas Dallas game, which just ended five uh, three win for Vegas. Uh, Stephen, break it down for us uh, in the scoring department. All right. Yes. Uh,
1: so, so right off the bat, you had Chandler Stevenson scoring at one oh four and at the first period, and then and then that was it for the first period. And then, and then in the second period, everybody's favorite, uh, everybody's favorite person in Vegas, Joe Pavelski, uh, tied things up in the second period to kind of get things started for them. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then o- uh made it two-one, and then Corey Perry, another player that a lot of people either love or hate, uh, former Duck player now with the Stars, made it three-to-one. Uh, and the second period really was controlled by by Dallas, uh, a lot of the, the play for sure, and, and certainly the shots. Uh, and, and I and I. But I, admit, I remember this from before. is The, the, the Golden Knights in, in a lot of their games were a third period team. They'd get down and then they would find a way to come back. Not ideal, of course, but they would find a way to come back in a lot of instances. and, uh, and So I was I was not overly uh, uh, thinking this game was over by any stretch. Well, in the third period, it certainly came the, became the case. Uh, you had Mark Stone started the scoring in the third uh, from Nick Cousins and Zach, Zach Whitecloud. Then Nate Schmidt uh, tied up. It was kind of a Beautiful two on one. It uh, two players went in, and then it bounced back to Schmidt, and then Schmidt put it in. And Carrier uh, tied it or uh, made it four to three after they reviewed it and determined no goaltender interference. And Carlson finished it off. The scoring made
0: it five to three. Okay, uh, Zach, uh, we talked goaltenders uh, earlier in the uh, in the shows and and kind of off camera, or off uh, podcast, I should say as well. Um, Robin Leonard got the start. It looks like uh, Pete DeBoer is going to alternate. He used uh, Fleury against, uh, in the exhibition. He went Leonard tonight. Sounds like Flurry is going to go uh, the next one and then Leonard again. Um, your thoughts on the goaltending and, and what did Vegas do? Did they make the right choice?
2: Um, I think it would have been a little bit different to my approach, but then again, that's also why I'm sitting on my kitchen stool instead of (laughs) of behind a a coaching bench so um he he knows what he has and i I mean it makes a lot of sense too if you don't know uh who your goalie is going to be going into the elimination games then maybe this is the right way to do it um i i think based on names we all feel like flurry is the guy who's gonna um who's gonna start but then you have guys like yaroslav block who come out out of nowhere and just crush it and um lead the canadians to the eastern finals that one year so you never know maybe leonard's the one who can beat out flurry um for that starting job in the elimination games and i i mean it's it's an excellent problem to have uh as far as having too many good goaltenders so um it'll be interesting to see where they go but namesake i'm sure flurry will start but again that's why i'm on the kitchen stool and not behind the bench so
0: (laughs) (laughs) and steven i don't know if steven's behind the bench or on the kitchen stool but uh him and i both had a chance to uh watch a practice uh in person and steven i don't know what your thoughts were but mine was that that leonard was just like a a brick wall back there in practice And, and part of it's his style he just doesn't move around and he's so big but but I thought that he was really solid all training camp from what I saw. Your thoughts on that?
1: I would second that and, and I would not be surprised if he ends up being the, the person the goalie the goaltender that starts things up. Uh, Flurry though, you know, he's he's been he's been good in the past and you know he is getting up there in age and, and his efficiency, his effectiveness may may be down a little bit. It just depends. I mean it is good that I think DeBoer is playing both goaltenders. He's got the luxury of doing that during these round robin games. Important games, yes, but not do or die games. And so you can kind of kind of see where where each goalie plays, and then when it comes time for that first series, you can kind of evaluate and, and talk with the coaches, talk with the goalie coach, and and decide who who should be to start that first game of that that first round best of seven series. But you'll uh, he, he, see both in the net, though that's for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, just watching Pete DeBoer, as I have for the last, uh, you know, what, seven months or whatever, since he he took over, his style is so much different than uh, Gerard Gallant. Um, Gerard is a little more animated. Pete just, uh, you know, doesn't get rattled. It doesn't look like at all. And I think his players are are kind of uh, taking that uh, as well as a style of play and definitely his goaltenders. I mean, uh, we know Marc Andre likes to move around, but – Robin Leonard is just cool and calm, and nothing seems to rattle him. And uh, maybe that's uh, the key. I, I want to well, touch and on what too, I told and you. I think guys. about this, too.
1: I think about this, too, Scott, is that he's got the luxury of having two goalies he can rely on. In San Jose, he really only had Martin Jones, and, and when he was shaky, right. you know, it was like, and he would still stick with him because he had no other right. options. And then, you know, when he was in New Jersey, he, he had the, uh, Brodeur, and that was, but he was the guy, so he didn't have another, uh, but that was the guy he rolled with. But now he's got two goalies he can rely on, so that, I'm sure he's just loving that
0: that opportunity that, that he has uh, in front of him. You know, and the other thing uh, that I'll say, Stephen, to that is uh, with the Golden Knights is I told you um, off off podcasts and as well that if there was an area I was worried about, it was the defensive uh, end of Vegas because I, I was just thought they needed one maybe two more. Um, I guess we call them top level or. Closer to top level defenseman, but Zach Whitecloud has really taken that uh, opportunity he got the last 15 games of the year, or whatever, and run with it. And uh, just your thoughts on that? I know the second period we we both talked on text message that we thought the defense might be a little uh, suspect, but um, your thoughts on the defensive core?
1: Well that that is gonna that's the big uh, that's the big difference maker, and and that's the big question mark. Uh, i think i think he started to sh- uh, shuffle some lines and stuff and combinations on that second period when they got down and there was a couple of those goals uh that, especially the Perry goal that you know the defense was really not in right place and it was made it pretty easy for them to, to get in there so uh, that is certainly one thing they want to they'll want to shore up and and, and, and fix and, and and they have time to do that thankfully so um but yeah it's uh, zach whitecloud has been impressive he had an assist tonight in that mark stone goal and and uh, it's it's really uh, it's really nice to see somebody like him being able to to step up and, and have this opportunity. And uh, but yeah, the defense is something that that's going to be the the question mark. And uh, tonight, uh, maybe not the best for the defense, at least in the second period. But uh, going forward, hopefully, hopefully it can be can be better. But that's why you have that goaltending will steal you a couple of games. But at some
0: point, you need the defense to to be there. Okay, Zach, two games left to go tonight, Pittsburgh and uh, Montreal and Edmonton and Chicago. Give us a little preview of what you think is going to happen in those two as uh, we get prepared to do a professional hockey Southwest Weekly and get in-depth with the Arizona Coyotes with the assistant coach from the Tucson Roadrunners, uh, Steve Potvin, joining us. So break down those final two for me if you can.
2: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, in Pittsburgh and Montreal right now, it's one nothing. Pittsburgh, I I think I said at the last podcast I was on I think it was Saturday that uh i, I don't think Pittsburgh is gonna go away quietly uh Montreal was stealing that game from him and I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh is gonna put the hurting on them and the scoreboard over the next few games um possibly put them away in four um but again that's why they play the games and we'll see what happens but uh Chicago and Edmonton I honestly I, I would see it going the same way it did last game with them it's I think Chicago's gonna gonna come out on fire and I mean there's still there's a lot of guys from that core who won those those Stanley Cups with them so they know what it takes to be there they know when to turn it on Um, Edmonton I just don't think is ready for it Uh, particularly in the goaltending category um, and maybe in the defense they're really top heavy with their first line obviously with all the talent they have with uh, Seidel and McDavid but I, I still think Chicago's going to going to pull away from them and probably do something really similar if not this game uh, in the series. So, but again, that's why they play and um I, prove me wrong. I'm ready And I'm that's what and that's again. why you're
0: on your kitchen stool, right?
2: <laughs> I'm still here. Yep, still not behind the bench of a pro team. So, that's why I'm here. <laughs>
0: Okay, let's wrap it up really quick. I know we're running long, but uh, let's wrap it up quickly with a couple of fun things. Uh, Zach, you go first on this one because you are a, uh, uh, an Arizona State fan. And uh, about a year ago, a little more than a year ago, Austin Matthews debuted the uh, new ASU Sun Devil jersey with a great video. And then uh, he also put one out for uh, Toronto, not just him, but Toronto put him as a lead guy on it. Um, so – which one was better, the Toronto video or the uh, the, the one for Arizona State?
2: Arizona State. <laughs> no question.
0: I, I didn't no think question. I even had to ask that, but, but I thought I would. <laughs> so the other video that came out was the iPhone video that was done uh, at ah, City National Arena. That with, was funny. Uh, with Mark Stone and, and Mark. That was, that was really blurry. good. Uh, your comments on that one, Steven, since uh, they're Vegas guys. Yeah, oh, and, and
1: there's a great article by Jeff Dangerfield, the athletic, talks about it. Um, I first of all, if Apple wants to sponsor this show or they want to send us some free iPhones, we'll do some crazy stuff like that too. And and <laughs> and I'll I'll get on some skates and jump around and dive underneath things and do a cartwheel or whatever they did. Uh, but that's really great. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was filmed actually at the ICA, or at the uh, SoBe. Uh, was it wasn't filmed at City National. It was filmed at SoBe uh, Arena. Oh, was it really? Like huh. mean there at the North okay. Town. But yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and uh, so it was. That was kind of cool, but uh, that's pretty cool to see those two guys. I mean, uh, Flory is always can get you know he's serious, but he he's a prankster too, and, and loves to play around and, and uh, Mark Stone as well, and uh, and uh, that's a cool little commercial, and, and we're seeing it all throughout the playoffs. So it's good, it's cool for, for Apple and, and for the iPhone, and, and certainly for the Golden Knights nice to have that, that sort of uh, uh, attention to be able to to be able to do that. So that was a that was a cool a cool commercial. And again, if Apple okay, wants to send well. us some, some some free stuff. We'll do that. We can do that too. We can do an ice time SW commercial and we'll, we'll, we'll be more than happy to, to participate in anything they willing to do. If they send us a free, po- free nice.
0: product or something. Nice plug, nice plug and nice try. Um, I, yeah. I should ask you guys just off the air. Did, did, did my man, Paul send me the one of you, a, uh, a script to close this thing out tonight or uh, is he holding on to that himself? um i don't believe i have it i I don't think i don't think you did not a problem Uh, Uh, we ran over a little bit longer anyway but we'll just say that our special podcast welcome back to hockey 2020 presented as part of the ice time hockey southwest family uh gentlemen thanks for joining me as always uh podcasters listen in and uh zach and i will be back in uh, about an hour or so and have another professional hockey Southwest Weekly. We've got a great guest again tonight. He was so good the first time we brought him back. Steve Potvin going to be joining us. And he's got really good insight into the Arizona Coyotes because he's part of the franchise, but he also has seen a lot of the young guys and, and been able to work with them. So look forward to that coming up at 730 Pacific time tonight. Okay, guys, that's uh, that's all I got for now. We're out of time. So uh, let's watch a little more hockey and we'll talk to you again tomorrow night, at six o'clock for uh, another Welcome back to Hockey Twenty Twenty podcast. So for Zach Bonderant and Stephen Marsh, Scott Stranded saying good night for now.